We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Al Madsen, how you doing, man? I was better before I watched that basketball game. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the sicko part of the NBA season. We watched California Classic Warriors versus Kings. We're in day three, or is it day four of free agency? Uh, just you have to be somewhat mentally deranged to be locked in right now. And and you know what? That's why I brought you in, and that's why you and I are here. Um, yeah, man, this is nice. <laughs> uh, I will say, Summer League Hoops is fun. If you ever have a chance, go. Sacramento looked like it was really lively. I'm going to Vegas this weekend. I, By the way, they sold out Friday for the uh, Wembenyama opener game. It's like an all-day pass, but it's the first time Summer League's ever sold out. To my knowledge, so I feel like it's gonna look. I feel like it's gonna have like an AAU vibe. Just a lot of people just walking around on the sidelines. A lot of big reactions to stuff happening. Yeah, I mean, it's at Thomas and Mac, which is a legit size arena. I'm curious to see what a sold out general admission crowd in like a ten thousand seater is like. It's is a lot of like jockeying and elbowing for for seats. I'm expecting. A lot of NBA players there, just because like Wemby's kind of uh, a big a big name. People want right. to see him, that sort of thing, and it's always kind of a thing when players are at summer league. Will yeah. John Fisher and Dave Cavill be there? I will take a guess <laughs> that they won't, but will they buy a billboard? Oh, hundred percent. Welcome Victor Wembanyama to Las <laughs> Vegas. That's happening. They won't go though for fear of having to answer a question. <laughs> Oh, these sorry. Are my favorite. I didn't mean to yeah, derail no, it's, this. It's it's, it's it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, man. I I I personally love it. Like it's, it's my favorite time of year. Yeah, you got hope. You got it's it's all BS. Keegan Murray had no business playing in this game. None. Tonight. What are we doing? If I'm if I'm the Kings, you're done. You're never playing another minute of summer league. He was so clearly the best player on the court. We got it. They definitely wanted to hype the home crowd because it's in the you know. It's in the Golden One Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keegan's obviously fans love him because he's really good and he's part of the future and all that sort of stuff. But um, I did like to see him play against the Warriors because, like, 
<laughs> you watch summer league games and you and I were texting about it. And it's just like, you see dudes, you're like, that guy will never be on an NBA roster. <laughs> it's it, honestly like, seriously, if, if you watched a summer league game, I think mm-hmm. you could watch one and with very good accuracy, pick out like, okay, there's an NBA starter. That's an NBA like bench guy. That, that guy will shot. never get out of the G yeah. league. Yeah. And then, exactly. yeah, there's, there were so many guys who were like, Oh, you're a career G league guy. That guy's going to Iraq with Marshall Henderson and Wiggins, his brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, no. And, and so like the, the only thing I'll say is like Keegan, I don't think he's just an NBA player. I think he's going to be a star and, oh wow, you know, watching him play against, you know, like it's better competition to see uh, Pajenski or Lester Quinones and those guys again. So it's like, it's kind of fun from that standpoint. Yeah. And, and, well, and to your point, there's no way the Kings are playing him after today. No, and the Kings, the Kings played basically. I, I said two, but our, our our friend of the show, Chris Biederman from the Sacramento Bee, covers the Kings, uh, mentioned that it was actually three. I think Kessler Edwards is a guy who's going to be in the Kings rotation. Yeah, they gave him a contract. So. Keegan Keegan Murray obviously is going to be a starter. He played playoff minutes last year and was and was good. And then Colby Jones is the third one. He's the guy they just drafted, oh, yeah. and and I think he's going to be in the rotation at least a little bit for them. So yeah, it's good experience for. For any warrior that that was playing in this game that might see minutes this year, they they saw legit NBA guys there. Yeah, and and you know, the, in my opinion, there are three warriors of note that like we have to talk about, maybe four, but uh, Pajemski, Quinones, Guy Santos, maybe I'll throw Kendrick Davis in there, but those three are really the main ones we got to talk mm-hmm. about. And like, so let's start with let's start with Pajemski because they took him in the first round. Um, I know. People who listen to this show were just thrilled they took another guard because that's a position they definitely don't have enough players at. I thought, all things considered, he looked pretty good for his first summer league game. There were definitely moments there where he was lost, some turnovers that didn't like, and he couldn't really get a shot going early on. But like mm-hmm. all the things that the Warriors scouts liked about him, like that dude just knows for the ball. Uh, got a bu- immediately rebounding. Obviously, had the high rebounding rate in college. Mm-hmm. And then um, the playmaking off the screen, yeah. like off the pick and roll. He had that one play where you're like, "Oh, damn, that's 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 really nice." And of course, the big miffed it and that sort of thing. And it's just like, I don't know, man. I don't think he's gonna play his first year. It's debatable if they should have took a guy who couldn't contribute year one in the first round. But I I saw a lot of things that made me think like, could be a guy. Could be a guy long term. I kind of think he's going to play a little bit, especially if if Chris Paul and and Steph Curry are playing a combined hundred games. I think they're going to need pods to play. And the thing that jumped out to me, he, so he goes for twelve six and six. I mean, you said he didn't get a shot going. He's four for nine, but I loved the feel. Yeah, and I loved that he just kind of had an idea. It looked like okay, that guy's not overwhelmed by what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that's good. It's again, it's it's the early stages of summer league. We're not making sweeping declarations about what kind of player he's going to be, no. but you'd rather that. And the two big takeaways I had were: I'd like to see him look for a shot a little more. There were a couple times he got in the lane and passed up a little floater, which is something he was really effective at in in college. He passed that up to kick it out for a three. I'd like to see him get his own shot going a little more. But other other than that, and then and then you want to see the shots go down. But like, other than that, I was I was honestly pretty happy with what I saw. And if 
if his calling card is going to be knows where to be on the floor and knows where to pass it, that's going to get you on the court for the Warriors, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's they seem to really prioritize guys who compete and have IQ. Those are mm-hmm. the two things that stood out here. End of the day, his shot making is going to determine what level of an NBA player he is. If he can't hit a shot, he just won't be an NBA player. Yeah. If he's a yeah, sure. modest, I can hit a shot if I'm wide open, he's, you know, a bench rotation guy at best, right? Mm-hmm. And then if he can turn into a guy who like, no, 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 I can hunt my shot, then you, then you got a star. Then you got a player mm-hmm. like that. Like those are like the three ranges of it. And we'll see. But it felt, first game, it was, it was fun, you know? It felt not exactly like this, but this was a comp that I saw after he got drafted. Mm-hmm. And again, this is not necessarily what I saw tonight, but the comp was Damian Lee. And you can kind of see where the rebounding, the just knowing where to be. I think, I think Pods is going to be a player who just always has some kind of role, even if it's 10 minutes spread across three quarters. I, I I think there's value in, in his style. So I, I was, I was pretty happy with what I saw. Jason throws out his pods kind of like a Dante 2.0. Like, yeah, you can, you can throw that one out there. Like there, some of the rebounding and just the general feel stuff felt like Dante. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I would I take think, that. If like if he turns yeah. into Dante DiVincenzo in a couple the of years, the 19th pick sure. turning into Dante, like sadly, that's like a well above expectation for a 19th pick. Yeah. But you know, we'll see. Uh, and, and someone else in the chat says he looked physically big too. He definitely had appropriate size for a guard. Like he didn't look mm-hmm. small. So, you know, first game didn't look like an abject bust. I'll take it. Yes. No, dude, that's honestly, that's a, that's a significant W for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this week's Light Years podcast brought to you by Game Time. Sam, I was in New York and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee Stadium game. Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was game time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have forget planning months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all the above. The game time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use light years, L-Y-G-H-T-Y-E-R-S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code light years for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed now for me the player who stood out who's currently on a two-way and technically they could upgrade him to a roster spot technically someone else could steal him but the assumption is he's going to be on a two-way for the Warriors next year is Lester Quinones the team we know the team likes him because they publicly state it it's not like you Mm -hmm. know some sort of like top secret that they like him he looked really good tonight and it's not just the shot making like his shot was working tonight it was decision making it was defense it was just all around to me he looked i was actually gonna say he reminded me of actually damian lee 
but he might have a little more game off the bounce than that. He looks like a player who I think Steve Kerr will play in the regular season if he's on a two-way. He looks like he has potential to be the Warriors' next two-way guy who plays in the regular rotation. Like, say what you want about overplaying, you know, our guy Tony Lamb and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but like the Warriors have objectively got positive minutes and mileage out of two ways that maybe other teams haven't. And Quinones yeah. looks like he could be that guy for them. Yeah, he definitely did tonight. And again, we were just talking about in summer league, it's pretty easy to watch one game and kind of pick out the guys who can play in the NBA mm-hmm. and the guys who can't. And he looked like an NBA player in a summer league game tonight. Yeah. And there were, I mean, he wasn't perfect. I'm not saying he's, you know, he's going to be a, a great NBA player. He's going to play 35 minutes a night, but he looked like he can contribute. And if you have a two-way guard who you can play for 35 or 40 games or what, whatever they need from him. And he's going to give you a little bit of scoring off the bench and he's going to hit some big shots. And I, it, yeah, I, I will, I will take that over anything else at that spot. Honestly, it is kind of funny. It's like, yeah, they found a guy, another G league guy can help. What positions he play? The one position they have a million players at the two, three, you know, yeah. he, I, he has, I've seen him in person and I'm excited to go watch him again in Vegas. Like he is six, five. He does have mm-hmm. like good size, but like he's a two guard, you know, he can play a little three because he's not super small, but it's like another, uh, you know, another six, four, six, five guy where it's like, I can't really play him at the four. He's not big enough, but not really a point yeah. guard. It's, you know, another one of those guys, which is funny, but like he is a find. He is a player and like, I don't know, we're going to talk about free agency and kind of the Warriors issues, finding players and that sort of stuff. And it's like, hey, if Quinones is a guy who you can count on, it does regrettably make guys at his position expendable because you have a cheap option. You can play in his place. And if you think you can use, I don't want to say it, Moses Moody to, to get a player you actually need in the front court because Mm-hmm. now you might have an in-house guy who can give you 99% of what he did, right? Yeah, I, I think so. That's interesting. Because I really like I really like Moses Moody a lot. So when you bring up his name specifically, but I, I, I get what you're saying. And honestly, anything that keeps the bench minutes from being a, an abject disaster from an offensive standpoint... Mm-hmm. Like if you can just insert another guy, whether he's at the two or the three who can put the ball on the deck and make plays and go finish inside and knock down a three, I, I will, I will take that. But like I said, I really like Moses Moody a lot. So when you bring up him specifically, I definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm I second just, guess how I feel about Lester Quinones at that point. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not justifying it. Like I would feel very, I feel like he's got a raw deal. If I'm going to be honest with you from the Warriors, considering he is the ultimate, like whatever you want, I'll do it guy. Right. Like he doesn't complain. Uh, he tries his hardest. It, it kind of like kind of bummed me out that he didn't get in the rotation last year. It made okay. me feel good when he actually broke through in the play. Like, like I'm actively rooting for Moses Moody to, it to was, have success. So warrior. Right. I know this is off topic, but while we're here, it was so annoying this <laughs> year, or I guess last year now, when Ty Jerome would be playing all these minutes and it was like, Hey, they're losing. Why doesn't Moses Moody get some of those minutes? And the response I would get from people who cover the team and stuff was like, well, he gives them a better chance to win than Moses Moody does. And it was like, but they're not winning. (laughs) So why doesn't he 
play more. And I think the playoffs justified that line of thinking. I think they win a couple more games if Moses Moody plays. Yeah. During the regular and, season. And, and, you know, I don't know. I don't know why we're putting Moses on the training Brock to be, to be perfectly frank, but like, I don't, I don't it, know it, either. Honestly, it's offensive. It is. It is kind of like a, you know, it's, it's like a thought exercise. If, if Quinones can actually be a guy who gives you 15 minutes a game off the bench, competent, you feel good about it. When he mm-hmm. checks in, you're not worried, that sort of thing. You do have to consider trading one of the guys in front of him. If you cannot find front court replacements, which is something we're going sure. to later. Um, sure. If you can, if you're saying if you can move Moody for a big that you feel good playing 15 to 20 minutes a night, sure. And you have Quinones in the Moody spot, does it make the Warriors better? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and in a perfect world, they will just find a front court player on a veteran minimum and not have to do that. But like increasingly, it does feel like they're going to have a roster of seven shooting guards and no front court players. And you know, right? <laughs> Why not? It might be rational to consider a trade if that is a roster. So I don't know. That's that's kind of Yikes. where I'm at. So the chat goes. The other G League or the other player I wanted to talk about tonight. Rafael asks, "What about Guy Santos? What do you think of Guy Santos tonight?" Guy Santos plays basketball like he was wearing jeans. <laughs> that dude. I don't, I'm not anti Guy Santos, but whatever he was doing tonight was not it for me. He was just head down, dribble into the lane, bouncing off of people. He did knock down some threes. That was nice to see. But I just, yeah, it was shot, like, dude, I need was... you to, I need you to turn it down to like a seven and let me see what that looks like from you because that looked like a guy trying to show everybody that he was, he, he, he was, he was playing for Guy Santos. And that's, that's it. I'm intrigued by Guy Santos. I did not walk away from tonight thinking Guy Santos is ready to be a contributor for the the Golden State Warriors. That's it. Thank you. That um, that articulates what I was trying to say. I do like the effort. I do like the physicality. I was really impressed by the shot. I a year ago I was like this guy can't shoot. Now I'm Looks like smooth. Might be might be a shooter. Might be a guy who could stick a shot. You know. So mm-hmm. it, he does look like a player who. I don't know if they should put him on a two way or not. But like, if you can hold on to his rights because he's really young, mm-hmm. that could be a a front court swing player that you 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 know you have in house that can help you maybe next year and that sort of thing. And like as we're seeing with the Warriors right now, not that easy to find size. No, apparently very hard for them to find any sort of function of size. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I, I'm with you in being intrigued, especially given what his jump shot looked like last year to this year. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it is a noticeable difference. And He's, like you like to see that kind of improvement, especially from a young player who's mm-hmm. not playing in the NBA. So that, that's a, that's a really good sign. I'm imagining Steve Kerr watching that game tonight and just throwing things every time Guy Santos put the ball on the deck with his head down and threw up a shot in the paint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Steve probably watched him and was like, "We're not, we're not ready." I don't not, I do not think he's a, uh, he's the answer right now. I will say he is younger than Moses Moody, so there's that. Hmm. But I don't <laughs> think this, I don't think this was the facial expression that we got tonight. Just throwing it out there, you know. Well, we didn't, we didn't get smug Steve excited. So hmm. that Ty Jerome was three for three from three at that point. And that's what he was looking at. That's that's an 
that's the Andrew Nemhart is cooking my team, and I'm curious if I can sign him. Face, right there. <laughs> that's that's what that is. Can we trade uh, him for Jordan Poole? <laughs> uh, by the way, at what point during Lester Quinones going off did you think how much worse is he than Jordan Poole? Dude, it was uh, first half, early first half. I dribbled up the left side. He put the ball on the deck to the left side and did that really slow kind of Euro step move into the lane to finish right there. I was like, that was an under control Jordan Poole move. That was nice. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't slam it off the backboard after he went inside and fell to the ground. No, I, I, I my overreaction to game one of the California classic is Lester Quinones will be in the Warriors rotation this year. I love that from you. That I'm so my, here for it. I am a hundred percent here for it. Hey, I can, <laughs> I can already, I can already hear friend of the show, Tommy just going more guards. Ugh, hey, just upset. Hi, the important thing to ask now. So the spinoff <laughs> of that take is how does he benefit from playing alongside Chris Paul? Ooh, I a mean, lot of open threes, a lot, lot of open, open looks, a lot of open <laughs> looks, you know, it's just, just between staff and, and CP three and the 18 shooting guards they have just, <laughs> it's no, it's over for the rest of the league. This week's light years podcast is brought to you by bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. Bird dogs, stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you can get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. I just got some pairs and let me tell you, little skeptical, tried them on a hundred times better than I could have ever imagined. Just the, like, I will be wearing nothing else all summer. Unbelievable. Sam is Fendiari, Bird Dogs. So where can you get it? Go to birddogs.com slash pool and enter promo code pool, P-O-O-L, for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool, P-O-O-L, for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. We are in day four of free agency. The Warriors have signed, well, they traded for Chris Paul, so that's kind of a big move. They re-signed Wait, Draymond what? Green. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. They re-signed Draymond Green. That's also an important move. And they mm-hmm. signed Corey Joseph, a 6'3 guard, who <laughs> will be in you know a backup guard and another low turnover guy. Um, are you th- sensing a theme? Is he better than Pods at this point? Of course, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, they're trying to sign Dario Saric, and that hasn't happened to date. Dario Saric, I would really like him because they need a stretch player in general. Friend of the show, Jake Fisher, came out with a report today, which I'm going to share real quick so you can... Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports, right? Correct. Been Been on light years. It's Fisher with a C, no relation to John. That's why he can uh, he can stay. Yes, but we're we're unassembling that. And this was an article about how Damian Lillard defecting the market, and he goes on about for any trade from Miami, blah blah. blah. The, the Heat bottom. have told the Heat have told free agents like Malik Beasley, who agreed to a one year contract with the Milwaukee Bucks on Monday, that Miami is in a holding pattern 
before moving forward with his veteran minimum signings, sources said. Other players like Josh Christopher recently traded from Houston to Memphis, and Dario Saric, who had a strong suitor in Golden State, could be involved in Miami depending on Lula proceedings. And that paints a little picture about what's going on with our guy, Dario Saric, and why he hasn't signed. Come on, Dario. Strength in numbers, dog. What do you make of someone like Saric sitting back and waiting? He's like, well, I want to see what happens in Miami before I make any decisions. It makes sense because the Warriors need him more than he needs the Warriors. Like that's okay. that's that's kind of the bottom line here. So I hate it because I would like him to play for Golden State because I think he would help them immensely in 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 a lot of ways, and I think he fits really really nice. But if you're Saric, you don't. There's no need. You're going to sign for the minimum regardless. So if you're hanging out to to see what happens with with Dame, then like I, you got to kind of live with it if you're the Warriors and. Cross your fingers that Dame goes elsewhere. Do you think this would have happened a year ago? Uh, no, because Dame wouldn't have run from the grind yet. <laughs> no. Um, it, n- yeah. Uh, no, no, I don't. I'm sorry. I, I, I misjudged my ears. No, I don't. I don't think it would have. Because I think, I think in general, the the vibes with the Warriors were much better coming off of a title than they are now, where they're coming off of a series where they look old. Yeah. Uh, John Michael Weisberg mentions in the chat, he'd play a ton for Miami as a backup Mm -hmm. 4-5. Objectively true. Mm -hmm. He'd also play a ton for the Warriors as a backup 4-5, and I'd venture to guess well over 20 minutes a game for the Warriors. Mm. But this comes down to, if you're a free agent, how attractive is that right now? You and I, we're in the Bay Area, you know, gold blooded running through the veins, whatever you want to say. Totally bro. You're not, you're not just take a step back from warrior, uh, Homer, you know, ism and whatever you want to say. Is this the most attractive place to be for him? Is it more attractive than Miami? Um, man, no, probably not. Like Miami just went to the finals, man. And the warriors got, got went to seven with the Kings got knocked around by the Lakers. And Miami was an eight seed and just kind of rolled in the playoffs. I think if uh, I think if you're and especially if you're Sarge, you see Max Struess leave, you see Gabe Vincent leave. Like not only are there going to be minutes, there's going to be shots. So I, I I would man, if you try and remove the the Warriors color glasses, I think it's probably Miami at this point. Plus you get to live in Miami. If Kevin that's Love, Kevin Love hasn't signed, you know. Like there's minutes to be had there. I thought Kevin Love signed a one year deal. Did he? Am I, I am so. I am I spreading misinformation on the internet again? Classic Sam. I might be the one doing it. Uh Kevin Love signing with the Heat. Okay, I am. I apologize. I apologize to Light Years listeners. I was not positive he'd resign. Two year contract. I was under the impression he was going to, but you know, I was okay. Anyway, delete it from the record. Never happened. Never happened. Uh, but Kevin, Love, Kevin Love played for them last year and played some big minutes. Yeah. And like, I at this point, you'd probably rather have Dario Saric over, no, he's, over he's, Kevin he's Love. So he's going to, right. He's yeah. going to play ahead of him. So, yeah. I think there's more minutes, more shots available in Miami. 
Does Mike, is this Mike Dunleavy's fault? Does Mike Dunleavy need to be a better closer? Would Bob, would Bob Myers have got shunned? And by the way, we don't even know that he's going to get, you know, Dunleavy's going to get shunned. It just based off of Jake's report, it appears. And also, by the way, the fact they didn't sign it day one also appears that this is not the first option in Dario Saric's mind to sign a one-year veteran minimum with the Golden State Warriors, you know? Yeah, and yeah, like I said, it it kind of it makes sense, man. Like they're like they're going all in and they're going to try and win a title, and that's great. But maybe you watched last year and you went, yeah, I, I like I think I can help get Miami over the hump more than I can get the Warriors over the hump. The chat going, I feel like nobody wants to come this year uh, for some reason. Yeah, Draymond I did. Mean, <laughs> the chat, you know, I feel like Sarge just put off a report. I don't know about that. Seems to me like it does feel like the Warriors are a second class destination right now, which is not great. It's not great at all. No, but it, 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 it kind of, if you're, if you're a free agent and you're looking at Miami, there's minutes there and a chance to contend. If you're looking at Phoenix, there's going to be minutes there and a chance to contend. If you're looking at Golden State, you might have a question about whether there's a chance to contend for one. And then two, you're looking at their rotation and going like, yeah, I'm going to be the seventh or eighth guy. And I'm and I'm going to be competing for shots with Steph and Clay and Andrew Wiggins and Lester Quinones. So let me ask you this. I get it. Do you think do you think this is on Dunleavy? Do you think there's a better sell to be had? No, I I personally don't. If this was if if Bob Myers had quit after, I don't know, 2017. And Mike Dunleavy steps in. I don't think Mike Dunleavy has the same problem. I think it's I think it's a where the Warriors are at right now. And I think it's people seeing them as more on the, the back end. You truly don't think like Bob walking away and that sort of thing like is is the main factor. You think it's more like, I don't know, man. We just kind of watched you guys lose in the second round and you're all old. Yeah. Well, and look at they just I mean, look at the it's just bad vibes, dude. Mm-hmm. Like the head coach had to go on a podcast with one of the star players who just got a hundred million dollar contract <laughs> to talk about how that star player punching a guy in the face ruined the season. By the way, that's wild. What is that? What is that? That's objectively wild. Free agent coming in, knowing that one of the guys there punched someone out, and they kept him and kicked the other guy out. Yeah, right. Like we've all just kind of normalized it because we have to, because we're trying to watch the team and and focus on basketball and stuff. But that's not normal. It's kind of insane. Yeah, I get it. You, you, I get it. Take, they weren't going to trade Draymond or get rid of Draymond. That was never going to happen. That was never on the table. Mm-hmm. But from the outside, it's insane. It's crazy. Yeah. Some of the chat goes, a lot of it's on Draymond. No one wants to say the obvious. It's not insane to point out that, like, the Warriors' relationship with Draymond may turn off other players. They may be like, I don't really want to just be yelled at by that guy. And then, you know, if things get toxic, they're going to take a side anyway. You know? Yeah, it's not it's not unfathomable. Why God? Why did this take such a? I was in such a good mood. I was really into the Pajemski game. I was really feeling oh, myself, too, bro. And now, and now we're in a dark place just because Jake had to put in there that you know maybe maybe Sarge prefers the Heat 
to the Warriors. Thanks, Jake. It's Draymond's fault. <laughs> Blame I mean, Draymond. Let's take a step back from this, mm-hmm. irrespective of all that, because I do think you take enough perspective. There's everything we're saying. That some of it's true. And then some of it's like, all right, it's not as bad as you think, right? They do need front court help, period. Sorry. You're not just going to play Kuminga as your backup center. Get You got to get someone better. Like, you need some players, and you need front court shooting. Because one thing we do know is if they can space the floor in the front court, mm-hmm. guys like Wiggins first, and then secondarily like Kuminga and other guys are really going to take advantage of that. And I'm looking at the free agency list, and it's there's a massive drop off after Sarge. Yeah, it's not <laughs> finding bigs who can play and space the floor is not a super easy thing to do. So, I mean, and this has been a problem for for the Warriors for, I mean, how many years now? And I, I say pro, I mean, problem problems a relative term. Like they've won titles, but. I felt like every year, even during the title runs, like man, they need more size. They just need more size. And at some point, like that's gonna that's gonna kind of catch up with you a little bit, size and athleticism. I think. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. see. Is there anyone on the free agency list that intrigues you that we um, haven't mentioned? Did PJ um, Washington sign somewhere yet? No. He's he's restricted though. I don't know why. Oh, she- and he's only six seven. I don't know why I thought he was like six nine. Never mind. Sorry. I just don't know why Charlotte wouldn't match a veteran minimum. So, <laughs> like, ah, we can't do it. All right, let's see. Tony okay, Lamb. So not, not, uh, not Kelly Oubre. I don't want Justice Winslow. I don't want Kevin Knox. Udonis Haslam's done playing, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. There's just no. There's there, there there's no front court player here who's any kind of intriguing at all. Christian Wood. Eh. Saw it there. Mo Bamba, eh. Blake, Blake Griffin. I don't think he wants a reunion with Steph. No, I'm not. Jamichael oh, Green. CP. Sorry, my bad. Yes. Yeah, it's 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 getting it's getting nasty. It's getting when nasty. Gabriel, Anthony Lamb still out there. Sam, your thoughts? Big tone. We're know. I've I've scrolled down far enough that we're at the players that you could tell me they were made up, and I would believe you. So. Yeah, I just it, it's Dario Sarge. That's that's the last person on this list that like genuinely of all, all the available free agents, Dario Sarge is the last one that I'm like, oh, that player he would help the Warriors this year. That is a difference maker. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We Even are like, we we're approaching July fourth and we've we're hitting Dario Sarge will make or break the entire season mode. <laughs> I mean when when your roster is is what it is for the Warriors, I mean, I kind of get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just have a very specific need, and that's a guy that is over six foot seven, who can pull down a rebound and shoot a three. Yeah, and pass a little. And can, exactly. It the com the confluence of all three is where the issue comes in. They can find a tall guy who can shoot. Mm-hmm. They can find a tall guy who can rebound. They cannot mm-hmm. find a tall guy who can shoot and rebound. Yeah, I do think I do think there's some value though in finding a center. I don't even know who it would be, but finding a center who can give you 12 minutes and on some nights 18 or 20, even if they can't shoot, just to give Draymond and and Kevon Looney some minutes off. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. 
But I think the the former one's more important because the former one might be a uh, 15 to 20 minute in the playoff guy, you know? Whereas yeah. the no, one no you're talking no the doubt. one the one you're talking about is like it's it's an innings eater. It's a guy who um you know gives you five innings uh yeah May, May, June, July, right? You know, like metaphorically, right? So no, and I'm 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 that's that's kind of what I mean though, is is if you can't find that perfect player who's gonna contribute in the playoffs, the least you could do is help Looney and, and Draymond be a little more fresh come April and May. I'm in on I'm kind of in on Bismack Biombo for that, to be honest. Yeah. I mean I mean he worked with Chris Paul. It's not a, it's mm. not a terrible signing. Like these are the workable sign. Uh, some of the chats going There's Wiseman. Just... <laughs> you see the not vision though with Wiseman. Not you see acknowledging. what they're trying to do. <laughs> not acknowledging. Not acknowledging. <laughs> no, uh... I, I they just we're we're at the point of free agency. It's like it's like this. That's interesting. Um, it's like this in the in the NFL right now. Like I, I I cover the 49ers. The 49ers need pass rush help. The problem is pass rusher is like a premium position. Right. And it is almost training camp. Any pass rusher who's like, oh, that's a that's a a guy who's changing ma- player. Yeah. Yeah. That guy is could could help tip the a team from really good to like Super Bowl. That player's gone. And that's at this point of free agency in the NBA, there just aren't that many dudes left. Right. So I, I, I I think the Warriors roster, if, if Sarge is going to choose Miami is just kind of as far as impactful guys go, that's kind of where it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, if you, you might have to go into the trade market, if you want a front court guy who can shoot the ball a little bit at this point, if you can't get him, there's not anyone's out. Yeah. What kind of the? I'm interested in your thoughts on Kaminga's trade value, or does Moses Moody have more trade value than Jonathan Kaminga at this point? He does not. Okay. Kaminga is still more attractive on the trade market, but like okay. I have a hard time giving those guys away, which is why they really needed to. Because a front court guy who can shoot makes Kaminga better. You know, what, would you rather have Dario Saric, but Jonathan Kaminga is just kind of gonna be what he's been? Or you don't get Dario Saric, but you get Kaminga shooting 36% on, we'll call it, four threes a game. Probably the latter. Probably. Like, is is the assumption that the, the second one is like Kaminga shooting with confidence? Yes. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. So you'll take Kaminga with a jumper over Saric? Yes. And Kaminga with no jumper. Okay, I would too. Rumor has it Jonathan Kaminga has been in the lab. A seven two. I've seen so many social media posts. Nineteen foot wingspan. It's crazy. Yeah, maybe maybe that's it. They don't need anything. They just got Kaminga. That's that's the way to go. <laughs> um, someone in the chat goes Dario is at his best. He's not helping us win a championship. Kuminga at his best does. I don't agree with that. I think. Someone like Saric makes the game easier, and it makes it easier to develop someone like Kaminga. Um, sure. I don't think I don't think the season's over if they don't get Darius Saric, but I do think getting a legitimate stretch big who can pass and rebound makes the game a lot easier for young players who are figuring out what they want to be. I think you saw it early on in the Nemanja Bielica era, right? 
remember those first what was it like a half dozen or 10 games right where he just hit the ground running and was making all the right passes and was knocking down shots and was like holy shit and i'm gonna be elite so look out that's how i think the dario Saric thing would go where <laughs> just right off the bat it's easy to see oh this guy fits this guy gets it yeah you know you, you get out to a uh you know you're you're seven and three you're mm-hmm. you're 12 and six i don't know like those type of things uh, game gets easier someone like kuminga doesn't feel like the weight of the world on his shoulders mm-hmm. he can work into the season next thing you know the vibes are good that sort of thing or you could have this year where you're just throwing big gym out there and you start three and seven and everything turns into a root canal you know like <laughs> it, those are those are like the two extremes honestly yeah but that's why it's like you know it's, it's useful is dario sarge good for vibes is he a good hang he, he seems like a good hang okay so he had great vibes this year they were they were a vibe master team for sure all right i'm in on i'm in on dario just for that (laughs) all right uh i say we get out of here on that one it is july 3rd everyone have have a great fourth of july can i get one last note from game one of the california classic jace johnson is the slowest basketball player (laughs) on the planet oh my god young man move your ass Get in the gym. Get some speed training, homie. No barbecue for you, buddy. You gotta get get in the gym tomorrow. (laughs) Could Jace Johnson be the big? Maybe. I'm I'm leaving on that note. All right. (laughs) Cal, appreciate you, brother. You got it. See you guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.